Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Yo. And we're back. We are back. Back at it again. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, did anything eventful happen with you this week, Jared? Because I have quite the story to tell our listeners. You um, do, because... You, t- you texted me as soon as it happened. It was traumatizing yeah. for me. And because I had to see it now, everyone, it's everyone's problem now. Yeah. Well, no, I don't because you have a way more exciting life than than me. So, no, I don't really have anything, I don't think. I wish. Off the top of my head. No, I shouldn't say I wish my life was less exciting. Your personality is opposite of mine, too. So that plays a big factor into it. That's I fair. I get myself into more kind of like get myself into pickles, but not really pickles. Just things, I don't know, happen to me, weird things. And I'm really observant and I talk to everybody, so I think that's why Yeah. I get a little are. bit more action. Yeah, I don't uh I don't think I have anything. So yeah, go ahead with your story. Okay. Like I said, this was a very traumatizing experience for me. And because it happened to me, it's everyone's problem now. I need to tell everybody. It's like I saw it, so you have to see it too. Except you're not seeing it. (laughs) You're going to paint a picture in your brain because I'm going to describe this to you. Yeah. Okay. On Thursday, I was at work. And I, like I've said in previous podcasts, I'm an optician. So in our optical, we have a lab where we cut lenses. And in that lab, there is a huge window, like wall to wall, where I can look out into this little patio area that's in between our business and the other ones in the shopping center that I work in. And in the the, uh, little patio area, there is a coffee shop that has several like metal chairs and metal seats that are outside. I often sit there on my lunch break just to get some sun. So I'm looking out of the window, I'm eating a cupcake, okay? The Dutch market had these black bottom cheesecake cupcakes and Shout out to the Amish market. We My talked about it. word. We talked about it on uh, Are Witness. they exquisite? Exquisite cuisine. hmm So I'm looking out the window, having this little mini break with my <clears throat> cupcake love and life, right? There are a lot of homeless people in our town, unfortunately. Yes, there are. And a lot of them hang out around the area I work. I don't want to make this place sound like a dump, because it's not. There's a no, lot of not. good little businesses, but you Your know. Your office is, or the, well, the whole building's very nice. It's old. It's a very old building. It's been there for years, decades. And it's, it's been a still, lot of things. It's still really nice, though, yeah. on the inside. It's it's cool, yeah. So. And you guys will actually be getting a new one. We will. We are going to be moving here soon. Um, but there was a homeless man, as there often are, that come and sit at the chairs at the coffee shop. You know, they kind of just sit there to pass time. There's plugs outside, so sometimes they will charge their phones and stuff. By the way, I didn't know till we were talking about it yesterday. Yeah, your cousin said about homeless people. They just give them cell phones now? Apparently, the government gives the homeless phones. I didn't know that. And if that's not proof that they want to track every single one of us, <laughs> I'm just saying. Not to get into, you know... We're not conspiracy theorists. We're not... Mm, <laughs> Maybe a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. If you have a smartphone, you just, the government can see what you're doing. They've got your location. You just got to deal with it. They've got your search history. It is what it is. Yeah. You're on a list. Everyone has a a smartphone, so it's 
It's at fine. this point, pretty much, <clears throat> except for the Amish, have smartphones, yeah. right? Okay. Anyway, back to my story. I'm looking out the window. There's a homeless man sitting in a chair. And I'm just kind of looking at the people, looking at the sunshine. And all of a sudden, to my disbelief, this man does the quick shoulder look around. And mind you, there are other people outside around him. Not a lot, but enough. And he reaches down. He unzips his pants. He's still sitting down, by the way. He's a heavy set guy, okay? Yes. Reaches in, pulls it out, okay? I'm watching this in slow motion at this point because I can't believe what I'm seeing. He pulls it out and, you know, in the milliseconds of what happens next, a lot of things go through my brain. What is this man about to do with his PP in his hand, right? He proceeds to urinate all over himself in the ground, on the concrete. You know those situations when they say like, Oh, it's like a train wreck. I don't want to look, but I got to. I never really knew the extent of that meaning until this situation happened to me because I was frozen looking at this guy yeah. pee for a solid minute straight all over his shoes and the floor. And there's just, I'm looking at the people around him. Nobody notices that this is happening. Thank God. So I'm standing in the optical and I work with my mom. My mom actually owns the optical that I work at. And she is in the lab also. And I'm like, I'm standing there. I'm like, his penis is out. He's peeing. And my mom rushes to the window. What are you talking about? And she's like looking out. She's like, oh my gosh. And then another employee comes out and he's like, what are you talking about? Oh my gosh. And we're all just staring out the window at this man peeing. Yeah. In broad daylight in the middle of the day in front of God and everybody. At least you haven't witnessed uh, any of them pooping in the parking lot. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. Because that apparently does happen. It does happen. Yeah. Yeah. So now that I've painted that beautiful photo for everyone. Anything else? You're welcome. Yeah. No, I just needed to get that off my chest. Oh, yeah. Because I'm still in disbelief. <clears throat> did not have that on my bingo card on Thursday, but I sure did check it off, you know? Yep. Anyway, how was your week? <laughs> well, I didn't have any anything like that happen. That's good. But yeah, it was good. I again, like I said, I don't really, I don't have an as an exciting of a life as you. So you're 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 very uh, outgoing, and this could have happened to anybody. This has nothing no, to I do know, with me being extrovert. No, I know, but I'm saying just in yes. general, your life. Yeah, you're very outgoing. I go out. And I see things when I'm out. And I'm not. I may bring excitement to your life, but you bring excitement to my life. Uh. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to talk about before we get into... Oh, yeah. Before yeah, before we get into what movie we're talking about. We have... So when this pod goes up, it's going to be a little, while, a little while from now. But we do actually have a name now for the pod. <gasps> yes, we do. Yeah. But you're going to already see that if you've listen to any of these uh but we're just now at, at the time of recording we now have the name right by the time we record a few weeks ahead these podcasts sometimes longer than that even right so the first podcast technically at the time that we're in right now is coming out this week so there is going to be a name from the first time you all listen to our podcast yeah but in that first podcast, which would be four weeks ago today. <laughs> it was already four weeks four ago. Four weeks Dang. ago today. Yeah. 
we yeah, were like, we, we don't have a name yet. Yeah, we mentioned it on there. We yeah, mentioned we mentioned it. Yeah. 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 We got a name now, Film Banter. Film Banter. There we go. We I love that name. I think it's very catchy. It's good. And there's no one else that has that name. Not for a that podcast we know of. Yeah, that we, I could find. Yeah, we tried to. I, I, yeah, we both looked around, and yeah, I was, I'm actually surprised no one else has it. So, so we got it now. TM. <laughs> not TM. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually TM. It is not. Uh, and then the other thing uh, that I just want to mention because man, we are. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a downer, but we have been losing a lot of actors lately. Yeah. And we just lost. So, well, so we talked about last pod was both on the same day, uh, Paul Rubens and, how do you pronounce, what is it? Is it? Agnes Cloud. Agnes. Yes. Because I feel like I always want to say Angus. It's Agnes. It's Agnes. Cloud. Yeah. A-G-N-U-S. Uh, right. Both of them uh, died on the same day. And then uh, yesterday, yesterday, yes, yesterday from this recording, uh, we lost Mark Margolis. Theo. Yeah, from Breaking Bad. Theo from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he his, was uh, he was eighty three. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't see. That's a good run. Yeah, and he's he's in a lot of older movies too. Like he he's been acting a very long time. Yes, and he's very good too. Uh, it's just yeah, it's just always sad, especially someone you really like as an actor. Because obviously, we, I mean, not, we don't know them personally, but just when it's someone you really like as an actor, it's just it really sucks. Uh, it's amazing when you can be an actor and all you do for an entire show is ring a bell on and, a wheelchair yeah, he's, and he's, just portray- and you just know what he's saying and you know yeah. his emotion. I mean, he had like one or two episodes where they did flashbacks where he did have speaking parts. Yep, yep they did. Before he had his incident in the show. But wow, yeah. He was wheelchair bound, but he was one of the hardest actors in that show. Yeah, he just was. Just going to say. Yeah. I would be afraid of him. I know, right? <laughs> He's yeah. He was he was incredible in that, and he showed up in yeah. He showed up in Better Call Saul as well. Yeah, he was in all that. Oh yeah, he did. But yeah, he's been in a lot of movies too. I'm sure there'll probably even be some that we'll see at some point, and probably do for this pod. Yeah, just wanted to mention that as well. But that's it for stuff up top. I should really have a name. I don't want to be like in the news first, you know. It's just, <laughs> But anything we don't that doesn't involve the movie we're talking about, and not just us just talking about random things. I want to mention up top. Yeah, but that's why film banter. The name just it works encompasses yeah. this because it's Definitely. film and it's banter. It's very lighthearted. Yeah. All right. So the movie we're doing, One Hour Photo, came out uh, in two thousand two. We have both never seen this movie. I just recently found out about this movie, actually. Uh, yeah, and we just got, literally just got done watching it, so we're... Moments ago. Yep, fresh going right into this. Directed by Mark Romanek. Uh, I'm going to go ahead, actually, oh, uh, music, also uh, also the music's by, actually, two people, Reinhold Heel and Johnny Kilmeck. Uh, I'll talk about them a little bit later. The director, though, really interesting. There's only one other movie that I could find that he actually did. Uh, it is called Never Let Me Go. Never seen it. It's from 2010. Have you seen that? No. Okay. But what's really cool is he mainly does music videos. He's done a ton of music videos, which also uh, David Fincher, that's how he started too. He did a bunch of music videos. I don't think you knew that, did you? We were, I didn't know I that. I was going to get into that once we actually do Fincher movies, but uh, he's done a lot of very iconic, like big music videos that you would have seen. But this guy also, some really cool ones. 
I was looking through it just real quick before we get into the movie itself. Uh, he did, oh, here we go, right off the bat. We well, did some Bowie stuff in the 90s, which is really cool, but Ooh. very important to you. Morrissey, the more you ignore me, the closer I get. Shut up. That music video. Oh my gosh. I actually don't know that song. I know you, I'm sure you the do. The more but. you ignore me, okay. the closer I get. <laughs> wow, amazing. Now, one of the biggest ones, I would say, because it was such a crazy, kind of like big deal for the time music video, was uh, the video for Closer by Nine Inch Nails. He hey. did that also. <laughs> this guy this guy knows what he's doing. Wow. Let's see what else. What a life. It's crazy. Morrissey and Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. He also did The Perfect Drug, Nine Inch Nails. All, a lot of Nine Inch Nails videos are very, very cool. Really unique. Let's see. He's done a lot, but I'm just pointing out just a few things. Here's another Morrissey one from 2000. Oye Esteban. O-Y-E. O-Y-E. Oye. Oye, Esteban. Oye, Esteban. That's the song. Hmm. I don't know that one either. I don't know that one. I'm definitely more well-versed in the Smiths. I know, yeah. Than Morrissey's solo work. I mean, like, Bona Drag and... Like his, yeah, his first, like, solo stuff. Like, the first couple albums Morrissey came out with are his best, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But obviously, in my opinion, he peaked with the Smiths, so... Of course, yeah, I agree. (laughs) Still going though, and he's got an still got a he's good still voice. Going, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jay Z, ninety nine problems. Dang, this guy. Shut up. Speed of sound by Coldplay. No way. This dude. It, yeah, he's he directed that's all of impressive. these. That's yeah. impressive. I love that music video. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I think that's the big ones. All right, now we can actually get into uh, the movie itself. So we just got done. Like I always say, like we get done watching the movie, taking all our notes and everything. And then I just, when it comes to the movie, Claudia and I just don't talk to each other. I was going to say we don't talk to each other, but we still talk to each other (laughs) after the movie. We don't just ignore each other. But we want to wait until we start recording to even see if uh, we both like the movie or not. So we'll start with that first. Claudia, did you like this movie or what did you think of this movie? Uh, This movie, I had a lot of emotions with this movie. Really? Yeah, it was, it's, um, it made me sad. It disturbed me. I even had a part where it kind of scared me. And anything that has to do with, like I've said before, psychological thrillers are my, some of my favorite movies. And this is a good psychological thriller. It almost has an indie vibe to it in certain scenes, the way it's shot. It is his first movie that he did, as far as I can tell. But he's he's very experienced, obviously, in music videos before yeah. that. But I think this is this was his what would you call it feature film debut. Okay, yeah, it's it had a lot of really cool shots, some cool concepts, really cool cinemato- cinematography, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, very stylish, which makes sense for stylish. The yes. kind of music videos he did. Yes. Uh, which is I love that. Everything's very clean. Yeah. You know, the shots are clean. Mm-hmm. It's a cool concept to do mm-hmm. for a movie. I liked the, I or guess, cool his, his color palette in some of the scenes. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Yeah. Very neat. Um, and it was very, I mean, it was informative, too, about what the process of developing film and you know, printing out pictures. And he had a lot of profound things to say about photos. And it makes you want to take photos. And you're like, man, I need to be taking more pictures and, you know, freezing these moments in time. But yes, it's like a lot of really good films. The bad guy, in quotes, in the movie, you feel for him. 
Yeah, and you absolutely. understand. You know, you, you kind of it doesn't make it okay, but you get where he's coming from. Just like the detective at the end of the movie says, "You know what? I think I understand now." Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When yeah, the last so, things we'll get to we'll get to that. But yeah, the last yeah. things that he says. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I even said out loud, "I'm like, okay, that makes sense." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good movie. Yeah. And it didn't feel. It was an hour and a half, right? Like about mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Yeah, flew it, by. It, yeah, it didn't, I mean, it didn't feel too short by any means. No. It was a really good amount of time to tell the story, Definitely. I think. Yeah. Big thing with that is, too, which we don't really shout out too much. I, I feel like a lot of people don't because it's one of those things just like uh, with uh, scores in films. A lot of people don't mention it. I mention it just because it's my thing, but is the editing. And it's one of those things, just like with music and films, score in particular, uh, what everyone always says about it is if it's out of place and you're really and you're really noticing it, then you did a bad job. But if you don't even realize it's there and it's just adding to the experience of the movie, then that's that's good scoring or good editing. Right. So that's a big that's a big uh, that's a big thing in this. So I think the I'm not sure who's the one that edited this movie, but that would be I would say that's part of it, too, as well. And I don't know that field at all, but I'm assuming that that's a huge part of just making a movie besides just the directing and, you know, what shots you're doing and everything in the filming is the editing is a huge part. You could have some amazing scenes, but if it's not put together right, the movie could turn out very bad. And there's a lot of movies, I can't think off the top of my head, but I've seen things where there are movies that have been saved from someone editing it. Just the the first edit of, of something, not great, pretty bad movie, and then re-edit it, and it saves the film. So I think that goes into it as well. But yeah, no, this, I really like this movie. I had a feeling I was going to, but I, I, I wasn't familiar, obviously, like we said, with the director. Obviously the main actor, love him, and I knew this was gonna be different, which I was excited about. It was interesting we'll to see him in this role. Yeah, 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 we'll talk about him for sure. You want to talk about him now, Robin, Robin Williams? Robin Williams. Yeah, Robin Williams plays Seymour Parrish. Um, or Cy. Or Cy the photo guy. Cy the photo guy, yeah. Yeah. He works at this store, kind of like a grocery store, where he works in the photo developing area, right? It's kind of like it's it's kind of like everything, though. You can get anything there. It's just kind of like a Walmart. Kind of like a Walmart, yeah, yeah. yeah. And right off the bat, this guy, you can tell, you look at him, okay, Middle-aged white man, kind of balding, thick double bar glasses. He has the Dahmer glasses. With the saddle right? bridge, yes. Yeah, is the Dahmer, yeah. Now, saddle bridge is an optical term, so I'm going to explain. A saddle bridge is the, you know, in a metal frame, the nose pads on the inside. It's one big plastic nose piece that goes over the top of the bridge. Like, when I see a saddle bridge, I'm thinking, okay, this is for a 95-year-old man or... A predator. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Like right off the bat, this is uh, a little sus. He looks like the guy from Lovely Bones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so you get the kind of like heebie-jeebies when you look at him. But, you, you know, he talks to the his uh, clients and he's very sweet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, immediately the child in this movie, which is played by Dylan Smith, Jacob Yorkin, tells his mom he feels bad for him because he feels like he might be lonely. So it's very obvious that this guy is is a lonely guy. He probably comes to work, goes home, and comes to work and goes home every yeah. day. And that's sad. You see him a little bit in his house. Yeah, you can kinda you kinda see his daily 
routine. Yeah. Right. He's just, I mean, I, I love Robin Williams anyway. And as soon as I saw like what this movie is about, it's just so cool to see him in this type of role. This is very different. What was the last movie we just did? Oh, that was more of a cameo, mentioning like someone that kind of more typecast in a certain way, but then they just, you see them in a movie and they're doing something completely different. Yeah. Last time was, even though it was just a cameo, but it was Owen Wilson and uh, the cable guy. <laughs> and he, you know, he was, you know, he's supposed to usually be the nice guy and he's, he's just. Total jerk. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, and as Rob, I was yeah. watching this movie, Robin Williams playing this character, knowing what we know now about Robin Williams oh, and man. his untimely death. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It makes me feel like is this more of a role is this more of a realistic role of him playing this character right because obviously in most robin williams films he's hilarious Mm -hmm. he's happy he's doing everything for everyone else to make them happy right and in this film he's a bit sorrowful he's lonely he's hurting it makes me sad because i feel like he's probably playing this role from experience yeah. In his real life. Yeah. And it's probably why he played it so well. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't even think about that, yeah, mm-hmm. of how he is. Makes yeah. my heart hurt. Yeah. Yeah, what um what year did he die? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay, I know I was in high school. Okay. He died August 11th of 2014. So yeah. 2014. Okay. I was still in high school. Yeah. When it happened, he committed suicide. Mhm. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I I completely, which I mean is good. That's a good sign of the movie where I was just into the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think watching the movie of how, you know, how he died and yeah. all that. How and he battled with mental yeah. health problems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not that Robin Williams was a creepy person in no, real no, no, life. No, 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 but More of that, you know, internal sadness, the mental health issue mm-hmm. that this guy, this character, Mr. Psy, is experiencing in this movie. I wanted to uh I wanted to look up and see if he uh won won any awards for this movie. No, actually I don't think he actually I don't think he won. He was nominated. Yeah, I don't see anything else. Okay. He yeah, he was only nominated, but the uh director won for best breakthrough filmmaker, which is cool. Very cool. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. I feel like he I feel like Robin Williams should have won for this. <laughs> It was uh, it was great. Do, uh, we can go into yeah. We usually have a couple other questions. We usually do up top as well before we get into the notes. Uh, so we can go to that now at least because I've kind of already said it. But uh, who, what was the best performance in this? Um, I mean, I'm going to say Robin Williams. Yeah, most definitely. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Okay. Yeah, and actually, there's not there's a couple of the people you know that are recognizable in this, but not too many. Actually, there's not a lot of actors in general in this. It's pretty small scale as far as yeah. The amount of people that are He's in it. He's certainly the biggest name yeah. in this movie. All right, we'll go ahead and do this question too. Uh, this, so this is 2002, so now going on 21 years. Uh, does this movie hold up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for I sure. mean, other than the fashion and the technology. Yeah, no. But as we, a story, it holds up. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, I mentioned this last time we were, our last movie. Yeah, I think on the last pod. Oh, when we go into older stuff, it's more about, yeah, this is this like still a good movie that holds a up. A good story, yeah. Yeah, not because, especially when we go back way further, obviously this movie doesn't have stuff like that, but I was talking about last time about old special effects and all that that are in older movies is not going to hold up. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool how in this movie and this time period, our... Uh, culture was moving away from film and just entering the digital era with 
film and like taking photos because in the movie, Connie Nielsen plays Nina Yorkin and she takes film photos of her family all the time. And she visits Cy at this uh, at this store to get her photos developed. And she mentions that her husband is, you know, kind of trying to coax her into doing digital photos instead. But she just loves film and side jokes. Oh, I'd be out of the job. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's this was around the time when we moved away from getting disposable cameras or using film and started to use our digital cameras because they were just easy to upload yep. um, onto our computers and things. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Little blast from the past moment. Yeah, remembering taking film to the store to get it developed. I know. Yeah, it's it, it's an interesting time for that. Yeah, this would be around that time. Mm-hmm. And I was going to mention also uh, with uh, photography in general because that's another thing that you love. And when we started this movie, I was thinking uh, I knew I knew you would love that that aspect of this movie. Yeah, it's very cool. Claudia has a lot of old cameras. Uh, you you have a you have a nice digital one as well, but you have a lot of older Polaroid cameras and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. Anytime I see them at a yard sale, I pick them up. And I used to have a, like a nice little display of them at my old house, but I haven't figured out where to put them here yet. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't. We don't have a spot for them right now. Yeah. We got to figure out where to put them all. Where out. to put them? Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, that was very, very cool. And I love. I love seeing photos in general. Yeah. I me just too. there's something so cool about like a photo printed out that somebody took. Anytime people have family photos and they're like, let's bring them out. I love looking at people's family photos. I think it's just so neat. Mm-hmm. And it really does take you back in time to that moment. It is literally freezing a moment in time. And that's what I love so much about pictures. And that's something that Cy talks about a lot. Yeah, he does. Because he narrates a lot in this movie. His thoughts, I guess it's him talking to the detective, essentially. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning, he's he comes into the room and, you know, the detective is questioning him. We don't know what about yet, obviously, at this point. But throughout the movie, it's, you know, just little audios of him speaking about his job and why he takes such pride in his job and why he develops each photo from his clients as if they were his own photos. And you find out, you know, at the end why this is his line of work. But obviously he's obsessed with this family, the the Yorkin family. And we, we find out that every time the woman comes in to get her photos printed, she'll ask for prints of two each and he'll secretly develop three of each and he keeps them on a wall in his house. Yeah. From like the past eight or nine years, because he has photos from when their son was born to how old he is now. And the kids said he had just turned eight or nine. So he's been doing this for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's covering the whole wall. Yes, without anybody even noticing yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you're immediately like, oh, this guy is twisted. This is very creepy. Yeah. Yikes, you know. And the, the I wanted to talk about his apartment. Okay. Because his apartment is so vanilla flavored. It's like 50 shades of beige everywhere. Yeah, and there's nothing Yeah, there's nothing, nothing in it, yeah. And you're like, the, and it makes you even more sad for this man. You know, there are no pictures in his house. There's two dishes in the sink, two, two cups, Everything is pristine, like it doesn't ever get touched. He has no books in his bookshelf whatsoever. And he just comes home and he sits and watches TV on his little box TV. And then he goes to work, except for all the photos he has on his wall of this family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have some notes about that 
we'll get in that in a little bit. Uh, last question before we get into notes and everything else is uh, what is the best scene of the movie? What do you think? I guess my most anticipated scene was uh, when Nina Yorkin opens up the photos that Cy puts accidentally. Oh, okay. To frame her husband or not frame him, but expose him. Okay. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen when she sees these pictures? <laughs> it's not my favorite scene. It's the most anticipated. The most shocking scene is when he's bleeding through his eyes, like in his nightmare. <sighs> yeah. I hated that. That was crazy. I hated that. It was out of nowhere. That was too. out of nowhere. Yeah. He's having a dream where he's standing in this long white like aisle, aisle mm-hmm. of the store he works at, but there's nothing on the shelf. So everything is white, even what he's wearing is white. And his eyes are closed. And then his eyes open up really fast and they're bloodshot and then immediately start gushing blood everywhere. It is hor- horrendous. I no. I didn't like it. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a lot. That was uh yeah. If we said most shocking scene, that would be for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite, what do you think? So you don't really have a favorite? I don't scene? know that I have a f- Okay, that's fine. A I'm particular scene that stands out more than the other. You go first and I'll think about it. Okay. So mine is uh I think it's fairly early on. Um it's when Cy is sitting in his sitting in the driveway of the Yorkins and he uh he just he just walks inside the house, right? Starts roaming around their house when no one's home. Oh, I was gonna And I, yeah, and yeah. he yeah, and he it's sits on the good. couch, starts watching TV, drinking a beer, and then they suddenly come home and he can't leave in time and they uh so they just run into him and he's he's like freaking out, but then they say like, Oh hey, uncle and then it just cuts to him and in he's imagining car. all that. It's that was awesome. so sad. But that was a really good scene. Yeah, because he's obviously fantasizing about being a part of their life and having a family that he can be a part of. And he he just doesn't have that. Yeah, that's what he kept saying. Like, he just mm-hmm. wants to be the uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uncle Cy. Yeah, that was a very good scene. I guess if I had to pick, I would agree with you. Yeah, that was my, my heart favorite. was racing. As soon as he walked through the door, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Where's he going to go? He's not going to go anywhere. I had no I had no idea he was just imagining it. Yeah. It really seemed like he would have. obviously, we know this man's capable of just it, going into yeah. their house and... I had no problem believing that he was just like walking in and uh, oh yeah and uh, just going that through that he would actually do that yeah, yeah. for sure also on that actually before we <laughs> so with that scene too I just started laughing when he's just he just he's just uh, sitting down on their toilet taking a dump and <laughs> And he's just smiling. He's just he's just chilling. He's just having the best time. Yeah. Just the smile on his face while he's yep. while he's doing that. Just, just pooping in another man's toilet. Yeah, it cracked me up. That one was good. By the way, their bathroom, sick. Glass. I mean, I love the whole house. Yeah, it was very, uh, especially for 2002, very, very modern looking. Fashion forward home. Yeah. And the bathroom had glass the brick. glass brick walls, yeah, which is like that. something Jared and I want in our house, our, for sure. our dream home. Yeah. But they had white marble everything in the bathroom, oh, which yeah. is another thing that I just freaking love. I love black marble more, but yeah. Both. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. We always talk about, so the glass brick, but also just black marble. Mm-hmm. And then with just gold. Gold accents, yep. gold hardware. Yes, sir. So sick, yeah. We'll get into notes now. Uh, you want to you start? Yeah, I want to talk about in the beginning when Nina goes to get her first pack of film developed. And Sai comes out from the back and recites her address perfectly without her saying, like, oh, you live at blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we'll take care of this for you. Your son just turned nine, didn't he? I'm like, okay, 
pump the brakes, dude. Immediately, as a person, I'd be like, I'm never coming back here. This guy is stalking me for sure. No, but he's built up a relationship with him. You said he, they've been going there forever. But so they she talk even all the kind time. of looks a little like, oh, yeah, thanks, yeah. Si. Yeah, you I know, guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess if they have built up a relationship with him and it's like. Well, you said, I mean, he ha- in his house, he ha- he's had it like since the years. kid was born. Yeah. So they've been. They going know there him. his whole life, yeah. Yeah, it's just weird to no, me, No, it I is. Guess. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to do all that is what I'm no, saying. No, no. Um, all right, well, I'll do... So, uh, actually, yeah, that would be the same scene. I love the shots of the film actually being developed. It was yes. Just so cool. Yeah, I loved it. Because I don't really know how, in that in that context, like I know how mm-hmm. film is developed, but in that way, how they do it yeah, for that. and their big machine in the back, the mm-hmm. pictures going through. The one-hour photo thing, and yeah, how yeah. they do it, how they... Yeah. Very neat. Very neat. It's a cool skill to have. I wish I knew how to do that. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that, again, this this movie holds up, but something like that, like, I remember all those, you'd see it everywhere, the one-hour photo thing. That's what everyone did. Yep. And that was pretty amazing. Just, hey, I'm going to drop this off. That's fast. It'll be done in an hour. Yeah. But, this is my other note, he said 40 minutes. So is Cy just that good? Yeah, no, this, this man it takes pride in his work, and he'll do anything for the Yorkin family. I was like, dang, 40 minutes? All right. Yeah, okay, weird flex, but okay. They should put that on the sign, because there's no way anyone else is doing it that quick. Yeah. Because one hour photo was like pretty amazing back then. Yeah, that's fast. Yeah, so he's, fast. he's doing it He's doing it in 40. It makes me think of that uh, scene from Employee of the Month, you remember how they work at like a Sam's Club type yep. store and the optician guy that works at the optical, it's called glasses in an hour. And that, that woman comes up and she's like, uh, I'm here to pick up my glasses. He's like, oh, they're not ready for you. And she's like, I thought this was glasses in an hour. And he switches the sign. Actually, it's glasses in about an hour. <laughs> I love that scene. It makes me laugh. So anytime I heard them like say photo, one hour photo or photos in an hour, it just made me think of that scene. Another very stupid, funny comedy movie. Yeah, I haven't about. seen that. I haven't seen that in a long time, but yeah. Yeah. Um, in that one scene where Sai is sitting at the diner alone having dinner, that waitress that's helping him, I could so relate to her monotone dialogue with him where she's like, hi, Sai, you got photos there. Mind if I take a look? Oh, beautiful family. You've got a really nice, beautiful nephew there. How nice. Have a good night. You know, I was like, man, this woman's ready to clock out. And I feel that. When I have like my last patient of the day that I'm helping and it's almost quitting time, you really try to give the effort that these people, you know, to be friendly. But sometimes you're just out of juice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh, yeah. I feel that. like girl I understand Mm -hmm. I get it kind of makes you want to put a little bit more effort in though when you get those people that don't have anyone else in their lives that's the thing is that you don't really know like she doesn't as far as she can tell obviously he's there alone but Mm -hmm. you don't she doesn't really know his life and how he is and if he goes there often I bet she was surprised to see that he had photos of his family in quotes you know he's like yeah this is my nephew and oh yeah that's true right but she's like oh wow okay so this guy does have family cool she probably felt at ease after that you know yeah yeah especially if he's a regular also Cy isn't lonely he had a hamster (laughs) he had a hamster yeah that's it he had a hamster in his house like dude get a dog yeah, I highly advise people to get it. I mean, get a dog. Yes. Dogs are the best. They are the best. But it sure does hurt when they leave. That is, that's the, you know, you get an awesome time with them. You get the best days of your life and literally the worst day of your life. One of the worst days. I know. It's just something you just 
I can't think about it. No, you just, yeah. Duke is sitting right next to me, laying on me right now. Yeah, he's just sleeping. His ears just went up because you said his name. (laughs) His eyes got big. (laughs) Do you have anything to add, Duke? No. (laughs) Nope. No, he's chilling. He ate and he's tired. Yeah, he's got the itis. (laughs) He does have the itis. (laughs) Yeah, Duke gets the itis. He does. He does. Because he just chows down. Yeah. And then... He has his dinner. He comes to the couch he lays down, he licks his lips up to get all the residuals out. <laughs> yeah. And then he takes one big, <sighs> and then he passes out. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it for the day for him. So next thing I have is Size Boss, played by Gary Cole. <laughs> That'd be great. Bill Lumberg. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> He's so good at playing that boss. He is. That like nobody likes. It's fu- it's funny because he he is the boss in this, but he's not doing the voice or anything. But I ke- I kept imagining him. Yeah, because he's he's I mean he's the same type. Yeah, but he's not like yeah he's not doing the voice and he's I, more I serious. Picture, yeah, oh yeah, and I want I was picturing him you know with the with the mug. Yeah, the the mug and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had the big double bars in that movie too. Office space. He did, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just, yeah, he's great. The sign they have in the break room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what was it? Sai is in the break room having his lunch break, right? (laughs) And you see this big blue sign on the wall that says, and I quote, Our customers are everything. Without them, nothing else matters. How depressing is that? Yeah. I'm trying to remember all of the retail jobs that I've had. I've never seen a sign like that, though. I've never seen a sign that depressing hanging in a break room. If you, listen, listeners, if you have a job or you have had a job previously that has had a sign even comparable to that, please let us know what it said and how it made you feel every time you read it. Because are there really signs like that at retail jobs like this? Because that is, I mean... Sad. That and is guess, so unmotivating. I know. It's the complete opposite of what, of what they're trying to do. Speaking of that, yeah, you can actually email us now. <laughs> yeah. In the in the in the previous pause we were we were talking about that too. Hey, let us know, but they couldn't. Uh now you can, which you'll be able to the, listening to the first one now too. It's just we like we said, we record these way in advance. Uh so filmbanterpod at gmail.com. There you go. Send us your responses. That is filmbanterpod at gmail.com. <laughs> F-I-L-M-B-A-N-T-E-R-P-O-D at gmail.com. <laughs> Shout out to P-O-D. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this guy blasting P-O-D out of his garage the other day. Dude. And I was just like, this is a cool man. I like him. I do. Yeah. I listened to P-O-D so much back oh. in the day. Dad used to wear their CDs out yeah, they at the awesome. house. Yeah. I could sing every song yeah. right now. What else you got? I kind of touched on this earlier, but I was just so impressed about the profound things that Cy had to say about photos. Yeah, that was yeah. I like that a I lot. I wish I had more quotes about, you know, some of the quotes and snippets of the things that he said throughout the movie, but they are very moving. They are. And like I Definitely. said, they make you really want it to start taking more photos of your life and your family and the things that you love. And he talks about how, you know, only people take photos of the happy moments and that's what makes them so special, something along those lines. It is, yeah, some moving dialogue on his part. It really is. And that's what I, I, I know I'm 
told you this before many times, but that's that's the constant struggle I have with not only taking photos, but video too. You have to find the perfect balance. If you're always taking photos and videos of everything you're experiencing, then you're not experiencing life. But on the opposite end, you're experiencing life firsthand but then you don't have any memories that you can you can tangible memories. Right, tangible memories, exactly. So you can't really you, you can't go too far in either direction. So you have to find a good medium of all right, when do you need to capture some stuff? Mm-hmm. But we don't want we don't need to be constantly on that where then you're missing the moment. Yeah. You want photos, but you want to be present. You want to be present, yeah, exactly. It's a balancing act yep. for sure. And that's the constant struggle I have. Yeah. I understand. How many more notes do you have? Because I, I only have a couple more. So I'm going to let you keep going if you uh, want. Oh, so I forgot last pod because every so every movie, Claudia does a little drawing <laughs> on her notes because like I mentioned before, I do all my notes just on my laptop. Claudia actually handwrites all of her notes. And she, uh, I'm going to mention, so for last week's too, actually you want to go ahead and mention what you drew for last week's because I forgot to ask you. So for, we did the cable guy last time. Last, yeah, last time. It so what did you draw for that one? And then, yeah, let us know what you drew for this one. Yeah, for the cable guy, I drew this little box TV with the bubble screen, you know, with the antennas on top, and just this really long cable stretching to the other side of my page, and it, like, plugged into the wall. That's what I drew for that. And then for this one, I because I can't get the freaking scene out of my brain, is bleeding eyes. <laughs> Just an eyeball with drew. blood dripping out of the side of it, which is so gross. But it's just ingrained in my memories now. It is, And I'm yeah. probably going to have dreams about it tonight also. No, I think it would be okay because we didn't, we didn't watch it too late. Usually if we watch something right yeah. before you go to bed, then yeah. I feel like that's when you have weird dreams, you say. Yeah, I'll, I'll knock out a couple rounds of Call of Duty tonight so that I can have combat dreams instead. There you go. Yeah. Because it's that's better. Uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised you didn't because this movie is so heavily about photography. I'm surprised you didn't draw anything related to that. I kind of wanted to draw something that wasn't directly like obvious okay. this time. I was like, maybe I should start drawing little doodles that are out of context and you wouldn't know what it's about or has to do with the movie until you've seen the movie. I wanted to talk about that scene where the uh, little boy Jacob is at his soccer practice and Sai is in the only person in the bleachers watching this little boy's <laughs> soccer practice. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, first of all, picture the guy from The Lovely Bones, or if you've seen this movie, Sai, sitting in the bleacher watching a child's soccer game. Or you could just say Dahmer. Or Dahmer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And then practice is over. Jacob goes to get his bike, and this man gets off the bleachers and starts talking to this child. Now, the coach goes... Hey, Jake, are you all right? And he goes, yeah, I do (laughs) not care. And that coach is like, oh, you must be fine. he's Leaves. Let's this little boy walk home with this man out into the park, right? Absolutely not. Different time in 2002. Absolutely not. (laughs) I'd be like, no, you're not going anywhere. I'm calling your mother. Like, are we serious? You know what's crazy is... So that's why I kept mentioning Dahmer because, man, I feel like everyone in the world now knows that because of how big the Dahmer miniseries was on Netflix yeah. that just came out, mm-hmm. which Evan Peters was amazing in that. He yes. killed it. I just want to take some pictures. <laughs> it's like my favorite meme right now. He's There's a lot of good memes from it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but he's yeah it's it's so good I haven't finished it yet but it it it, it was like number one spot forever so many people watched that mm-hmm. so oh yeah 
which I'm, I don't know how you wouldn't be familiar with Dahmer already, but now everyone is Yeah. after that for sure. All right. My next one, actually, I'll, I'll just, I'll ask you real quick because really the only other kind of main actor in this that uh, is famous, like that famous is actually, well, we can mention both the mom and the dad. So Connie Nielsen and Michael Vart. Vartan. So I was going to ask you, how'd you feel about their performances? But the guy, the dad, I did not recognize him. So you did? I've seen him in something. Okay. And I can't figure out, I can't figure out what up. I've seen him in. I'll, I'll look him up. But yo, how'd you feel about Connie Nielsen? Because she's been in a lot of stuff. Connie Nielsen was very good in this movie. She was, she but she looked really good. I, I mean, I, it, I know it is also older, but she looked very different in this than what I feel like I'd seen her yeah. in stuff. Like she's, she's just like she this just beautiful, tall, thin woman with a child. She's that mom that you see at the grocery store with her children and you're like immediately hate her because she just looks amazing and she has a kid. Her body's amazing. She's put together. She has very nice clothes. Yeah. And she's just happy with her kid. And, you know, her kid isn't screaming. He's very obedient. And you're like, what? How does this woman do it? So Connie Nielsen, actually one of her top things she's known for is this movie, which I'm surprised by that. Her other top is Wonder Woman, which... Mm, anyway, uh, Gladiator. <laughs> she's in Gladiator. Okay, I haven't seen Gladiator in so long. Me neither, but yeah, actually she might be one of the main people in that, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, I'm just looking here. Anything else that you would know or we would have seen her in? And I'm going to look up uh, him as well. Oh, she was in The Following TV show. I know you love that show. Remember The Following? Oh. Kevin Bacon. Oh my goodness. That show was awesome. That show was awesome. So she's in The Devil's Advocate, which is a movie we were just talking about that we'll probably do pretty soon. Yep. Uh, not too much else, actually. I feel like she's been in a lot more stuff, but maybe not. So the husband, Michael Vartan, have you seen Never Been Kissed? Of course I have. <laughs> yes. Oh there my go. gosh, that's right. There yep. you go. Yes. Never Been Kissed. That's one of the top he's known for. What else? Uh, the other ones, at least the top ones, you wouldn't know. So I'm going going through everything else now. You don't think I've the other top so ones? So Col Columbiana, Rogue, and the TV show Alias. Mm, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. He was in six episodes of Bates Motel. Yeah, a lot of people in Bates Motel. We were wow. just looking up someone else from my other pods. Yeah. They were also in Bates Motel. Nope, that's it. So I'm assuming it would have been never been kissed is what you're thinking of. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just one other person I'm going to shout out is, uh, so the actor's name is Clark Gregg, Agent Coulson. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not in this much, but I just put Agent Coulson just being an agent, like always. Yeah, just uh, you know? putting his work first. Yep, for S.H.I.E.L.D. Just like we love him. Yeah, so good. This, I mean, you don't know. He he could have been a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and just need to do this this uh, this side this side Maybe job. Maybe this had something to do with, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it's all connected. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, so in this movie, we learn that Nina Yorkin's husband, or yeah, husband Will Yorkin, is cheating on her with this woman named Maya Burson. And Maya Burson brings in a roll of film to get developed at the Photoshop. And Cy quickly learns that he's having an affair because these photos of are, are of Maya and Will making out, kissing all over each other at the beach or something crazy like that. So this is what drives Cy to go into this crazy... Hold on, Duke is totally... He's trying to get off the chair. Yeah, you trying to get up? Or just adjusting? 
Yeah, don't worry. I don't have to sit here also. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, did you hear that? Big sigh. Yep. Attitude. So this is what drives Sai to go into this crazy, take him down, maniacal thing. Like where he's just like, oh, he is cheating on, because obviously he has a lot of love for this family yes. and how it is, because it's something that he envies a lot. And the fact that this man is not appreciating it just sends him into a spiral. So what he does is he switches the photos out with uh, Nina's order. So Nina has an order and Maya has an order to pick up and he switches the photos. So when Nina comes to pick up the photos that she thinks are the photos her son took, they're actually photos of her husband making out with some huzzy, right? That's 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 very smart of him to do because that's so easy for him to that do. That is so savage, and I would 100% have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that takes no effort. He, 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 I mean, he's in charge of all that anyway. That's oh, yeah. such an easy, mistake. Sorry. quick thing he could do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just thinking about this also. Just anyone that does that job of what Cy does. Oh, boy. I can't... You have to see all the photos that you're oh, yeah. developing. Oh, they do. I cannot imagine the kind of things. Well, they show the, you know, the one guy, you yeah, know. Yeah, the amateur porn director. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but seriously, but besides that, I can't I can't imagine the things that they have to Listen, see. Listen. I can't imagine the photos that they develop at these places. But also what I can't believe is that people are showing their faces with rolls of film of their nudes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, can you just put these? I want two prints of each, please, of these. And then showing up with no shame, being like, thank you. I'm going to pick these up now. As if the person developing didn't see their full naked yeah. bodies. Well, like, and he and he mentions, he says, when he's developing uh, the amateur porn director's film. And he says, he, he kind of talks about how, like, yeah, we've seen it all. Or I've seen it all here. Yeah. And, uh, and he says, he said, obviously, we have to report if there's like... Underage. Right. But... Like, I mean, that's that's horrible in itself, but really, are people just not caring? Like, hey, get this developed. Yeah. Like, then, like they're not going to do anything about that? Yeah, yeah. That's so, I, yeah, I just, yeah. I can't it's believe anyone me. would do it. Yeah, it's, but, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, yeah, the, the amount of stuff that they've seen is, uh, um, I just, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. What's more unbelievable, though, is that Nina picks up these pictures, right? finds out her husband's screwing this woman and then goes and plays Betty Crocker that night when he comes home. Like, okay, here's dinner, guys. Eat up. You know, because Sai is spying outside oh, yeah. the house to see and what he, her reaction is going to be. Because she doesn't do anything. Because she doesn't do anything. Which is crazy. Could not be me, is what I'm saying. Yeah. If I find sure. out... Listen, you would never do this, and I know you would never do this, but if this were me... I was going to say, don't use me as an example. I am freaking <laughs> out immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm coming to your work. Yep. And I am chewing you out in front of everybody. For sure. And throwing just, I mean, Latina women listening to this podcast. You understand. Hell hath no fury like a Latina woman scorned. Okay? I cannot. The strength it takes for this woman to just be like, everything's fine. I didn't just find out that my husband's betrayed oh, me and splitting white. up. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're, the caucasity. The caucasity. Yeah. When we're uh, <laughs> when we're watching something and uh, Claudia and I are, when Claudia and I are watching something and and some something like this happens, I I just hear Claudia just say, "Man, white women." White women. And it cracks me up. Listen, 
I love you. White women, I do. Yeah, absolutely. But what is going on? Can you tell me? <laughs> Write in the email. What the heck is going on with y'all? We love all of our listeners. We do. We have no prejudices. No, absolutely not. I don't care what your race, political party, we don't care. We love you. White women, what the heck? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> let me know. Let you, let your girl know what the heck's going on. Filmbanterpod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. I only got two more, so yeah, you go ahead. How many How many more notes do you have? My next one is going to touch on the hotel scene. Is that one of your notes? Yeah, well, it depends on what you're talking about. Sai goes into the, the room uh, because he wants to catch Will and Maya in the act because they meet at this motel on his lunch breaks and they fornicate and then he goes on his merry way, right? So Sai shows up pretending like he's room service breaks into the the hotel room and proceeds to do some crazy things with them. But they're fully naked, both of them. Well, she has a robe on, but you can see her bush. Yep. And it's a big old bush is what I'm saying. It is. What did you say about this when we were watching oh, it? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I, okay. So here we go. Yeah, new, <laughs> new, <laughs> new segment. Is the early 2000s a resurgence of the bush? Like... It's not the 70s, okay? And so we're seeing this, and I'm just wondering, was there a resurgence in in the early 2000s of the bush? Because everyone's got it. It's just what you choose to do with it. (laughs) So what are you choosing to do with it? I just, like, remember distinctly the overplucking of eyebrows around this time. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing, yeah. But you're just letting it all grow out down there also, during this time period, I, I was I was shocked. Like if we were watching a movie from the seventies, makes sense, but we're not. So what's going on? Early two thousands, thin plucked eyebrows, thick overgrown bush. Make it make sense. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, shocking. The second most shocking thing the in the movie. The second most shocking. <laughs> First was the bloodied eyes. The sec. This the second was. Uh, the big old bush that we saw that I was met with when he opened that door. Dude, her bush was bigger than his is what I'm just saying. Was it actually? Yes. There was way, it was either darker or it was thicker because it it did not seem (laughs) as like in your face with him as it did with her. So when Sai goes into that room, he obviously, this is the end of the movie, okay? And there's a lot of, when we finished this movie, we were like, there's a lot of things that just happened that could be left up into interpretation. Yes. A lot of things. So Sai goes into this motel room, catches don't get, them. Don't get into the theory yet. We're going to, we'll, okay. we'll go to that later. No, I'm just going to okay, explain okay. the ending okay. so that when we get into the theory, you know, I mean. And it, the it, trivia and all right, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he goes in, obviously he pulls out a knife and he makes them do various poses while he takes pictures of them naked. Okay which is disturbing in itself. But he he insists that they do not touch each other because he, he doesn't want to... He's already so upset at the betrayal against Will's wife. Oh, gosh. Her name is escaping me right now. What was Will? Nina. He's so upset about the betrayal against Nina and Jacob that he's making them do these poses, but he's insisting that they don't touch each other because he doesn't want any further contact between these two people, right? Right. Um, So he takes these photos. They're traumatized, obviously crying through the whole situation because that's so traumatizing and and horrible um, and abusive. And then 
he sees, uh, he leaves the room when he's done, goes into the hotel room that he purchases earlier, realizes that the cops are there and he tries to escape. So he's, you know, he's leaving and he's dodging police officers because police officers are stationed around the hotel, but he inevitably gets caught by the cops and taken in for questioning. They get the photos from the digital camera that he had on him developed, right? So then the detective comes in to question him. He has the photos. Sai really wants to, he's like, can I see my photos? He's like, no, not yet. And he questions him on, on what he was doing. And which Sai goes into this story about how he tells the detective, you seem like a family man. You seem like a great father, a great husband. You don't seem like the father that would make your children uh, take pictures of your children doing horrible things that children shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. in front of a camera, right? So you quickly realize that this is like every other horrible, messed up mental illness yeah. stems from a traumatic experience from his childhood. And you realize that he be, he's become a photo developer because of this situation. And he's become obsessed with this picture-perfect family because he has never had one. So, you know, he the detective realizes that also. And he's like, you know what? I think I understand now, Sai. And he kind of just gets up and, and goes to leave. And Sai's like, can I have my photos now? And he said, sure. So he gives him the pack of photos. Sai takes out all of his photos from the envelope and lays them out on the table. And they are not of Maya and Will, the ones that he took in the hotel room. They're mm -hmm. just pictures of the hotel room that he was staying in, close-ups of the sink, close-ups of the shower, just very boring, random photos of the hotel room. Nobody's in these photos. So you're like, what? You know, you're thinking that these photos are going to be the photos he took of Maya and Will, but they're not. So, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah. And then there's a, a photo of um, Nina, Maya, and Jacob, but Sai is actually in this photo also, like a family photo of them just crouched around in front of the mm -hmm. house. Kind like of he like he actually is the like uncle. Like he actually is the uncle. So we're like just sitting on the couch and we're like, what the heck is what what just happened? Yeah. Right. That's the yeah, that's how it ends. So immediately I took to the internet because I was like, What is this ending? Yeah, I was thinking about it a little bit, um, but yeah, I'm not sure. We can get into all that in a little bit, but I just took it as, and you can let me know what you took it as originally before you like looked anything up, but I just took it as that's, it's not an actual photo, but that's just him, how he was in the whole movie. Like that's just him picturing, hey, I really am part of this family. I'm, right. I really am, you know. His intentions were good. Yeah, that's that's really all I did, but I don't, I don't know. There could be a lot more to it. I'm excited to get into all that because- yeah. You said both the director and Robin Williams talked about it, right? Yes, because a lot That's of awesome. apparently a lot of people had the same questions okay. we did. We were like, "What the heck cool. was that ending?" Nice. All right. So. Well, yeah. And my last note. So my last note has to do with that. Is just um, I loved the the way they opened. So they opened the very first shot of the movie in the very last. So very first scene and very last scene of the movie. Basically the same scene, and that's really cool. I like I like how they did that. Yeah. So I they like started that. with that. Mm -hmm. Then they went through, kind of went back, and then they came because I think it would have been worse if they would have gone back to you know him being not interrogated, but the uh, the cop talking to him. 
Yeah. If they went back to that in the middle of the movie, it wouldn't be as good. No. I love how they started with that, and then you have no idea, and then we pick you up get back the to whole the, story, and then you yeah. Because I actually completely forgot, and when we came back back to that at the very end, I thought like, oh, this is great. I completely forgot that's how this started. Uh-huh. So it's a very very cool choice. Yeah. Well done. So you have anything else before we get into this ending theory and trivia? No. Let's get okay. into this theory. Well, actually, sorry, I got one more thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to touch on the music because the music in this is so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you. I know you don't really. You it's, don't listen to it as much as I do. Right. I know. Yeah. But sometimes I know. You know. I, obviously, you're you're a singer. Like we we play together every Sunday morning at church. Like you you know. I I know you you know music. I have an appreciation. For and it, you have yes. appreciation for it. But I know with movies, that's not like the first thing that you think about and and uh, focus on. Right. But I know there's I know there's music in movies you do like, but so I didn't know if you if you. Did you notice any of it in this movie? And not, if you didn't, that's okay. Yeah, because, not really. Okay. Because that, like I wasn't mentioning earlier, that means they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Because if it seems really out of place, then that's when it's normally a bad job, unless it's very intentional. Like a movie that we will, one of my favorites you have not seen yet is There Will Be Blood. The score in that is so off-putting and is so... So weird and doesn't seem to be uh, fit with the movie at all. But it's very intentional and there's a reason why. But okay. anyway, but yeah, for the most part, if the score isn't done well, then it sticks out. So yeah. if it kind of disappears and just helps the story, yeah, that's when it's done well. But yeah, so this music, so these, uh, so two composers, which is cool and not that uncommon. There's actually a lot of uh, uh, movies and uh, shows that uh, have more than one main composer. But what I loved about this is it was... Oh man, I don't know how I'm going to explain this, but it's it's not. There are very subtle times where it m- kind of feels like a horror movie score, but it's not, and that's perfect for this because it's not. That's not the kind of movie this is. But what I like about it is it's weaving. So I'll say overall, very. Uh, it's kind of some like music box elements to it, which are really cool. But even the piano and everything else in it, which I love piano, and that's I think one of the best instruments you can use uh, in movies, and it, it is used a lot in scores but uh the the music overall is more of a more melancholic but what i love is at very subtle times it'll weave in a little bit of tension when something's ramping up but then come right back down and sometimes it'll weave in a little bit of like something you would hear that would be more in in a horror movie straight up but not in your face it would be very subtle it's something usually in the background that kind of just comes in and then comes right back out very cool these guys uh, i'm gonna have to look them up more in the future to see what else they've done, but they nailed the score. Very, very, very good. Very good. Yeah, right. you are right about that and how if you you don't notice it as much, it just means that it fits so well with the scene. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, now we can get into... The theories. Yeah. So I, I found on this website, Looper, this article called The Ending of One Hour Photo Explained by Chris Perez. He mentions that uh, Romanek and Robin Williams, uh, I'm going to quote this, himself have both acknowledged the room for interpretation in one hour photo, but they also agree that there's one main thing that's set in stone. When Sai's fantasy of a wholesome family was shattered, he took matters into his own hands and did precisely what was done to him, psychological abuse. So once they had mentioned that aspect of it, a lot of people, from what I can have found online, came to a sort of conclusion that because there were no photos of them at the end, that he was taking the photos without film just to psychologically abuse them. So he was 
oh. essentially pretending to take photos of them with okay. the camera to make it, you know, traumatizing for them that these photos would exist. But he didn't actually do it because he's not as much of a monster as maybe his father would have been. Right. That's um, really cool. I didn't even think about that. Yes. Because, yeah, you could still do that with a camera. And you can still you take pictures no if there's no film yep. in it. Right. Yep. Exactly. That's awesome. Okay, so, I didn't even think about that. I think it was just to hurt them, yeah. not like permanently, you know. I'm glad they mentioned that because that was one I mean, big that is permanent, but. Right, but, um, <laughs> but I'm glad they mentioned that because that's something that I was wondering when the movie ended. I'm like, okay, where are those photos? Where are these pictures? So that's great that they answered that. That's cool. Right, yeah. Um, I feel like they should have said something like that in the movie. or Well, that's not technically said, that's still a theory. Because they, because oh. they, I mean, the the director didn't say that. He didn't say that. This as a fact. is just based off of what the director said about okay. wanting to just only psychologically abuse them. People kind of came to the conclusion that okay, he didn't actually take photos with film. He pretended to just to hurt them and humiliate them and psychologically wreck them forever, okay. because of how you know upset he was at Will for messing up something that so many men unfortunately take for granted is that they have a beautiful family. Oh, yeah. And some people can only dream to have the life that they have. It's one of those situations where the flesh is weak and men forget. And women, too. Um, it is more common with men, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just something that Sai so desperately wants in his life, and that's why it hurt him so deeply that he would do anything to jeopardize it. Yeah, and also why? Because he feels like, not only what you were saying, but he feels like he is part of that family because he's been with them for at least, I don't know if even before that, but at least the nine years. Right. So the whole time since they've had a kid, at least. He's seen this he's kid been, grow up. Right, and he's been basically in their lives, metaphorically, because he's seen all these photos. He's been a of part of all of the major moments of their lives, exactly. developing their photos all mm -hmm. through the years, yes. That's a really uh, cool aspect of the film that they that they put all that in. And yeah. I, lo I love when movies do this, and obviously this is, and that's great that the director won for, like, for this being his debut film, because I like when stuff like that is subtle in the movie. You know what they're saying, but they're not hitting you over the head with it. Yeah. That's a big thing that, and it, it's it's hard. There's a there's a fine line there. It's hard to, you could really, because a lot of movies that do that too, they hit you over the head, head with this and be like, yep, this is what the movie's about, or even this big aspect of it. But this, yeah, this movie does a really good job. You're not confused. Now, the ending's a different thing, but this particular aspect, you're not confused. You know what's going on, but it's not overly explaining it. It's mm -hmm. a perfect, perfect medium. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, it's gut-wrenching to know that Sai had to go through that as a child. <clears throat> and that, you know, so many real-life people go through that. That's, and they work through, they try to work through their trauma, mm -hmm. you know. That's, that's see the... See a shrink. Everybody should see a cycle. And shrink is not the right word. But... Everybody should be seeing a psych someone, psychiatrist. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel like that is even now still so neglected is that mental health, people don't take it as seriously as physical health. And it is so important because your mental health affects your physical health. Affects everything. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And it, it, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, I'm sure you've seen in general. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I don't know in other countries, and if there's people in other countries listening to this, that's awesome. I hope people all over the world listen to this, but uh, in America at least. So I don't know about other countries, but in America. And again, I mean, yeah, write in if you, if you want to explain how it is in other countries with mental health in general. But in America, it seems like it, it is there is more of a main focus on it now. It seems like it's... It's getting better, yeah. but we're not there yet. No, that is the 
most heartbreaking and sad part of the, about the movie is is at that very end. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I, I I said it out loud as soon you know right after him saying that. Same time, like the cop was like, "Okay, I understand." Mm-hmm. him going through all that and yeah unfortunately it, sh- it should never happen but it, it happens a lot to uh to people all over the world yeah nobody leaves childhood unscathed no some some are worse than others some mm-hmm. are significantly worse than others yes but i feel like everybody has something that they have to work through and oh absolutely i mean no one's childhood's perfect uh we're not we're not comparing to like his childhood oh my like, gosh that's no. a massive that's, difference no but, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah like i said some are significantly mm-hmm. more traumatized and escape horrible situations mm-hmm. so that was the that's main... the main theory okay. i found for the ending <clears throat> cool. and it makes the most sense to me i'd it does, say yeah. he's not a bad person sai not by any means no he's got a lot of problems yeah because it, because even obviously the way he looks and like what we talked about, it, uh, it's, it's something that you would think that because of the way he looks and dresses and all that, uh, even the glasses and everything, he looks like someone that could be potentially mm-hmm. a serial killer or a murderer or something. But yeah. he's not, and he he doesn't kill anyone. That's he, just he, a stigma thing, though. It is. It is. Yes, yeah, for that sure. Particular look. I mean, every. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's just yeah, especially. Stereotype. Yeah, it is a stereotype in in a lot of uh, mm-hmm. media, f- uh, films, and shows and stuff. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't kill anyone in this, and the only reason why he gets that knife mm-hmm. is, and he obviously he doesn't go through with it, but he's you know to threaten to threaten them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean the the other woman got bonked in the head by the door. But physically, that was the most pain that was inflicted on anybody. And yeah. honestly, she's lucky that's all she got, is what I'm saying. I know, right? <laughs> physically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you want to get into trivia now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. How much tri- Yeah, how much trivia was with this one? Is there a decent amount? I know some I films four, is other. I have four and- things to, okay, to, right. to go through, yeah. So the first one, um, and this is, again, off the IMDb website that I read directly Um, It says, in preparation for this role, Robin Williams trained for two and a half days at a photo developing training facility in Southern California on an AGFA MSC 101D photo developing machine. So he did train and learn about the process of photo developing before he did the film. Those are my favorite kind of facts and trivia. I love hearing if they did any preparation at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain actors for roles and how deep they went with it. And right. I talked about this before and I don't remember which pod we did now, but yeah, some, mm-hmm. some go way into it and some don't do any, I don't want to say training, but uh deep dive into the character beforehand. Some people don't do that at all. Some people go way into it, but yeah, it, I love hearing how actors prepare for their roles. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, okay, so next is during the scene in which Sai discusses an elderly customer who has him develop never-ending photos of nothing but her cats. The photos shown of each cat were photos that the cast and crew had brought in of their own cats, according to the American Humane Society. It was seen as a way to get more natural-looking cat photos and instead of staging shots with trained animals. So all of the cats that you see in that scene where he has that person that only takes photos mm-hmm. of her cats are the casts and crews real life cats they have at home, which that's, is really cute. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's a good choice too, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's yeah, a good idea. Way more realistic, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, near the beginning of the movie, as the Jorgen family is going over their set of developed photos while in their house, they are eating Chinese food, and inside of one of the opened fortune cookies, it reads, Someone wants you to be happy. Director Mark Romanek searched through 30 fortune cookies before he found one that related to the film and used it in the scene. Nice. That's Isn't cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's putting in the work. 
<laughs> that's attention to detail is very important and that's very cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot more instances and, and things in the film that he seems like the kind of director that has a lot of attention to details and probably a lot of the scenes that we didn't even notice. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. This next one's kind of nerdy and cool. Robin Williams was a fan of the Japanese anime series Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is Evangelion. From, oh, is it? Um, Do you know that? Actually, it's Evangelion. <laughs> Evangelion. Okay. I'm not. I'm not an anime person, but I, I have you heard of it. You do know that. I have heard of it. That's why I laughed when uh, the kid, yeah, okay. showed him the the yeah the action figure or whatever. Yeah. And specifically asked to have a model from the series incorporated as part of the film. The model itself, contrary to Jake's explanation that it is of a good guy, is of an unintelligent creature like antagonist from the adult-oriented film ending to the series, Neon Genesis Evangelion, the end of Evangelion, 1997. Okay. The boxed toy was supposedly from Williams' own personal collection. Whoa, I didn't know he was a... Uh, so Robin Williams was a... He's an anime guy. He's, he was into it. And that was his own little action figure <laughs> that he had in awesome. the box still. That's, that he, awesome. that's so cool. I thought that that's was great. really neat. Okay, that's it for trivia. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not really into anime at all. There's very, very few no. uh, things I like in that realm, but... I watched Ponyo. Pa- yeah. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. But that's about the extent. Maybe, I mean, I watched all of Last Airbender, but... <laughs> right, like, yeah. Um, yeah, that was cool, too. But that was pretty yeah. much it for me yeah, and as I'm, far and as I'm not, anime goes. Yeah, and I'm not hating on anime, but there's just so much. There's already so many movies and shows that, that we're doing and or that we're into, and it's just... I can't get into that whole realm, too. But there's a lot yeah. of good stuff. If I Attack add one more on, thing to my plate... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? As far as content goes. Attack on Titans, like, number one, that out of probably everything anime-related that I haven't seen that I heard is, like, top tier. One of the best. I do want to see it at some point, but... Yeah, I don't know if I'll be joining you in that adventure. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I support you. Anyway. All right, anything else? Good movie. I'm glad we watched it. It was very cool. I love Robin Williams. I love him in everything. Me too. There's nothing that I've seen him in that I was like, this wasn't good, ever. I know, he's... Even Flubber... Even Flubber, wow. Yeah. I loved that movie when I was little. Flubber yeah, was I did so too. cool. I did too. Very yeah. good movie. <laughs> yeah. Talented man. And I love... Far too soon. I know, yeah. And I love... Uh, which actually, I think I did watch again recently because I hadn't seen it in a long time. I love Hook. Hook is amazing. And that... Incredible. I, like, I know. I feel like we should, we should just do that one sometime just because... We should because also Dustin Hoffman's in that, isn't oh he? Oh my gosh, he is... He is freaking... That's the opinion... It's going to be very hard to... Pick best performance from that movie. It's going to be him. Two. It's going to be him for me because he that movie is the epitome of he did not have to go that hard in that movie. And he did that for us. He did, dude. He, he did that for the people. <laughs> he did that for the culture. But he's also like one of the best actors of all time. Oh, yeah. He's up there. Easily. Uh, speaking of him, I think that was one that we were potentially going to do next was a movie, an older movie of his. With Dustin Hoffman, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. We might do that next. I don't know. I it it's on us, our list for sure. Yeah, it took us a long time to. We we just have we have such a long list that mm-hmm. it's tough picking which one's next. And and like I've mentioned in other pods, we're trying to we have like our favorite directors. We're trying to do later on, which is a lot of our favorite movies. So we're so we're not doing those yet. Right now, we're kind of just jumping around to 
trying to specifically do different genres and different directors that we're either not as familiar with or just ones that aren't like our top tier but movies that we want to see or haven't seen um and that's kind of what our main thing that we're doing right now with with this yeah so yeah we're yeah we're we're not we're not going to mention which one we're doing next we're always gonna we like to just uh we're gonna surprise you yeah keep you on your toes i like i like i like it being that way yeah you'll just see it come up and it'll just be the name of the movie as, mm-hmm. the, as the title of the pod so and yeah. as we grow we'll we'll start to open the floor for suggestions from our listeners too eventually. yeah definitely <laughs> definitely yeah if if yeah if people are listening to this which i hope they do that would be awesome yeah yeah let us know if there's something i've seen a lot of movies but there's a lot i still haven't seen and i love um specifically going through older movies yep in general so all right i think i think that's gonna be it then so let me close you out with my signature farewell Yeah, go ahead. Bye.